With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere back at it again on a saturday 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 in the magic podcast studio at a secret location somewhere in the north woods i know i hold the applause please uh we're back at it again here myself ben maller and danny g radio because four hours a night are not enough eight days a week well, kind of until the holidays, and then it'll be no days a week, but that's that's still a few weeks away from that. But uh, we're glad to be here. Danny G back at it on a Saturday, and this is a non-censored. There will be none of that in the podcast. Nice. Yeah. Well, then let's have some damn fun. All I could say is damn. See, I'm so trained, Ben, to not curse <laughs> on the radio. When I started cursing, Danny, I... Uh, I got people that were very upset that said that there were the, there was a problem with the podcast that I was saying, uh, you know, I was saying fuck and uh, shit and uh, asshole and things like that. And they got very upset with me. And so I try not to curse because it is a bad habit. And I'm sitting in the studio I work out of and I have a mic in my hand. And as you know, Danny, when you have a mic in your hand, uh, you have to be on guard at all times. Let's fudge this up for a Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so uh, I, I'm still trying to recover from the Friday podcast with the doc. You got the doc. Uh, doc Mike. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like He hijacked it. First of all, I couldn't. The, the audio quality was kind of crappy the first five minutes. And then I told him, I said, I can't hear you. I think he was big timing me on speakerphone. Then I could hear him. But then I wish I couldn't hear him because he just kind of hijacked the beginning of it, talking about his nonsense. But then we got into the good stories. Then we got into when, when he went to Leavenworth prison to visit Michael Vick. That didn't work out so well. The, the funniest part of that to me, Danny, was the goat head. That, <laughs> and, and he re recapping one of the great moments in my time at Fox Sports Radio when Doc Mike called me up and 
announced that he was dropping a goat head off at the Cubs offices. And then I woke up and it was national news. Like the mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel at the time had come out and said, we're going to find out whoever did this. And we're going to have Chicago police track this person down. This is not right. And I had a voicemail message from doc Mike doing the play by play as he, as he, as he dropped the things, things up. Now, fair to say, Danny, I don't believe the Chicago police ever caught up to Doc. At least not for that. It was uh, a lot of crickets, uh, unfortunately. So that dude is crazy. Yeah, he's a, he's a little out there. He's a, a little bit. But on this edition, the Saturday edition, we got Smokey the Bear, uh, Radio Partey, uh, Jeffersons, and Peekaboo. It's a lot of content, Danny G. This is fr- this is free audio content we're giving out here. This is oh. unbelievable. It's an amazing thing. Uh, all right, uh, let's get right to it. So the life of Mallard, Danny, as you know, the Saturday podcast, all about telling embarrassing tales, true tales from my life as I live the radio life and uh, try to do a few things other than radio during the week. So, uh, Last weekend, this is another kitchen-related story, Dan. So last weekend, uh, yeah, I like to dabble in the kitchen on the weekends and try different things. I make the Maller pizza every week. That's usually on Thursday. I make the Maller pizza, but I've been trying to cook some other things. I usually do a lot of desserts, but that gets you fat, so I try not to do too much of that. Um, and a- another random thing, I just I just decided all of a sudden that I need to make not I need to make burgers, but not just burgers, smash burgers. Now, you know the difference, right? And the smash burger, it's a thinner burger. Okay. And uh, it's not as thick. Does it have cheese built into it? No, that's a Juicy Lucy. That's, a, oh, that's okay. my next right. Michigas. This is okay. just, it's a, you take a meatball and you put it on like a griddle and then you put something heavy okay. on top of it and it flattens it real thin and, it, and you put spices on it. It tastes really good. Do you headbutt it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you could headbutt it. Uh, I don't recommend it because it's kind of hot. Uh, so it might burn you a little bit, but if you're into that kind of thing, you know, so anyway, I'm in the kitchen making these smash burgers. And so the greatest homemade burger is the smash burger. I don't know if you're, you're a cook or not, Danny, but if you do get into it, it's pretty easy to make, you know, I'm not that bright. I know how to make them. So, but I, I actually did some recon work because I didn't want to just make smash burgers. I wanted to make the greatest smash burger you could possibly make. So I fell down a rabbit hole on the YouTube and I'm watching all of these things, you know, and uh, trying to figure out you know, exactly what's the proper, proper way to do it. So I, I watched probably four or five videos and they're 10 or 15 minutes each. Uh, and um, they're giving pointers and all this stuff. So I go to the grocery store and I didn't drop the teriyaki sauce. Nothing bad happened at the grocery store. Everything was fine. Uh, and I uh, got all everything I needed. I got the, the, the meat. I got the... Uh, the spices, I already had the spices, uh, the cheese, all that stuff. So I was ready to go. Uh, and I'm going to make these for the, the Maller family. Everyone in the house is getting a smash burger. Uh, so I get in the kitchen there, and uh, it's, it's really good news. It's, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly is what it is. So the good, the bad, the ugly. So the good news was the burgers came out chef's kiss. I mean, it was, they were great. As advertised. Restaurant grade. I mean, I am telling you, everyone had a smile and it was it was wonderful. Right. Yeah, I know. It's uh, very, uh, very exciting. Uh, So that was the good news. 
for a first journey making the smash burger uh, delicious. Now for the bad news. Uh, the bad news is that everyone in the house came close to dying from smoke inhalation. Uh, that was the bad news. Uh, it was so bad that even Smokey the Bear was coughing up a lung. That's how bad this was. <laughs> because the kitchen is not fully done. We have the stovetop, but if you know, I mean, everyone kind of knows above the, the stove, there's a fan. Oh, yeah, the vent. The vent. That's not in. No oh, vent. No. So that smoke from the smash burger went in the air everywhere. I mean, it was insane. Fortunately, we, we don't have the smoke detectors up yet, so they didn't go off. We don't have sprinklers, so that didn't happen. So that's the good news. <laughs> and um, so that, that was the, the bad. And now the ugly. Wait for the ugly. This is the real kicker in the story, Danny. So you think that would be the worst part. I almost killed everyone in the house with smoke making uh, burgers. That would be embarrassing. And uh, no, the ugly in my haste to make the perfect smash burger, the Maller smash burger, I somehow managed. And I'm really not sure how I did this, Danny. But in my haste to make the perfect smash burger, I somehow damaged the brand new kitchen appliance. No. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that did not go over well, Danny. Uh, I burned. There's burn marks. I was like, uh, again, Smokey the Bear burning stuff up. But I, uh, the brand new oven there, which my, my wife, this is her like prized possession. She, this is the thing that she wanted. And I, in the span of one hour cooking burgers, yeah. uh, that ended uh, right there. Now the good news is it's not for her. She spent hours cleaning the stovetop and some of it came off. Some of the burn marks came off. And I even chipped in and I, yeah, cause I felt terrible. Cause I was like, man, I mean, we didn't have the things I haven't done yet. And I've already ruined it. What a loser am I, you know, it's embarrassing. Um, so I said, I, I, we together and we've, we've really done an amazing, I, I'd say 99.8% of this has been cleaned up. So it's, you, you really don't know, unless I pointed out where the blemish is, you probably wouldn't know. So, well, they say everything is better when it's worn. Tell that to my wife, Danny. Uh, she does not believe that. Uh, she, she was talking about having a funeral for the stove because I had killed it. Uh, and uh, yet another uh, clown, clown situation there uh, in, the, in the kitchen. Wait, really quick. How many hours or days did she remind you of your uh, flare up there in the kitchen? Well, she reminded me every day until we finally got most of it cleaned up. And then she's let it go a little bit. But I know, Danny, that has been weaponized. And, oh, yeah. Uh, next time I screw something up, it'll pop up. Yeah. It's like whack-a-mole. Be ready, smoke boy. Yeah. The one skill, and I, uh, I, I think I, I will stereotype because I believe it's true, that, that women, I would say more than dudes, but I don't know. I don't deal with a lot of dudes as far as this stuff. Women are able to put a Rolodex uh, in a relationship of every time the man has effed up. 
Yep. And at any moment, and I don't even know how they keep this in the back of their head, they are able to go to said Rolodex with a laundry list of, of crimes and misde- you know, high crimes and misdemeanors that the, uh, their, their partner has done. It's an amazing skill. When do they learn that, Danny? What do you think? Like little girls, they learn that? Or do you think that just comes in the DNA when you're a woman? You just get it, that when you're born. It's DNA. In yeah. fact, if you ask my queen, Tinderoni, about a spilled smoothie, she could probably tell you the date that it happened. <laughs> because it involved a carpet and the smoothie was a red color because it had strawberries in it. I have still not heard the end of it. One spill in a year of knowing this person, Ben. And now whenever she hands me a drink, she's like, be careful where you set it down. So I'm going <laughs> I'm to I'm live with this now for the rest of our lives. Oh, that is one. Uh, and did you say, Hey, you know, on, man. what are you doing over there? What's wrong with you? It's just a, it's one thing. There you go. So now it, it, when you end up having the big day there, you should have that on the menu at the, at the wedding yeah. as a nice uh, way to remind everyone <laughs> of uh, the great moment there. Uh, so as far as the the Jeffersons, uh, this is actually this. You're involved in this too, Danny. I mean, this is you're involved in this as well. Some very interesting news from the iHeart Media building. Uh, uh, oh, is this the email that I saw? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, I, I'm still trying to process this because this is I, I don't really it, I don't go in as often as I used to, hardly at all these days. But the premier networks home of many of your favorite syndicated radio shows under the umbrella of Fox sports radio and iHeartMedia. media, uh, big announcement. The entire operation is packing up the station wagon, renting a U-Haul trailer and leaving the only home that I've known for the premier networks uh, since 2000. Crazy. It's over 20 years of going to the same building at the corner of Ventura and Sepulveda. If you're familiar with Southern California, it's a, that's prime real estate, Danny, in the San Fernando Valley right there. There's a big mall across the street, and a lot of rich people live up in those hills, and a lot of poor people live on the streets around there, but uh, that's, that's the neighborhood. That's been the radio oasis. I've pretty much grown up as an adult there. That's wild to think that I'm not going to be going to that building anymore. Uh, as I said, I kind of grew up there as a radio doofus. So, so are they going to move us producers into the parking garage? Yes. Yes. The, the, the good news is no, no, not the parking garage, the on-ramp to the, uh, the, the uh, 405 or the 101 over there. You can, I think it's the 101. Yeah. There's a nice place for a tent. The control board will be in front of the El Pollo Loco. Yeah. Yeah. Will the control board make it until <laughs> until the move? That's because the, they're not replacing it. But that has been the tabernacle of gas baggery. We're moving to Burbank. Burbank. Oh, man. Yeah. A little further for you. Right. A little further for you. For yeah. Me. A little further. And, and it stinks because I lived there for what, 13 years. And now yeah. that I don't live there anymore, of course, we will be in the bank. Yeah. Well, that's Murphy's law. Is what that is. I used to work in Burbank. I have great memories. I love that area, right? In, in Southern California, it's right near Toluca Lake, right there. Beautiful yeah. part of Southern California. It's a really cool place. I worked there in the 90s when I got moved to LA radio. Uh, and we worked right across from Warner Brothers, and it was awesome right there. I had a wonderful, wonderful memories. And 
But FSR is like the Jeffersons, man. We are, it's like an old school sitcom, man. We are moving on up to the east side to a deluxe, Ooh. deluxe apartment in the sky. All brand new and used equipment. <laughs> yeah, we're finally getting a piece of the pie. Well, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be all refurbished gear? Well, they claim it's going to be all new equipment. Now, my theory on that is the reason the company is doing that is because you can no longer find replacement parts for the equipment that we have. It's It's been dated out. So maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. But I, I am looking forward to it. Change is it's good and bad. I'm going to miss the building. Even though the building's falling apart, I'm going to miss the building that we're in right now. And I'm looking forward. I will actually go in and christen the, uh, the studio. I've actually worked out of there a few times. I don't know where the Fox Sports Radio studio is going to be because that's where the local L.A. cluster for iHeart is with stations like AM570, the Dodger station, yeah. KFI, one of the top news stations, news talk stations in the country. And they're there and big music stations are there as well. And Do you know where the big nationally syndicated air personalities are going to move to like our friend from uh, the UFO show? Oh, coast to coast. Yeah. Well, they'll have, he'll, he'll be working out of that building. Wow. So I everyone's assume. just everyone. Yeah, they're shutting down the, the place we're at the whole place, the whole operation. Man. Yeah. It's uh, supposed to be by, uh, I think August of next year, which is going to be here before you know it, the way time flies. And you're going to wake up one morning and be like, what the heck is going on in, in here? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I spent so many nights at Daltz and Burbank. Uh, it's no longer around. It's been gone for years, but that was my jam. That was my spot. And Dimples. Oh, uh, yeah. That, uh, Bob's Big Boy. Bob's Big Still Bob's Big Boy still there. <laughs> it's still yeah. there. Does yeah. Jay Leno still go there every weekend? Yeah, he still drives his old classic cars around there in the airport area. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, that's right. He has a the hangar. Garage there. Yeah. yeah. He has yeah. a hangar. Leno parks all his cars in. He's got he didn't he save all this Tonight Show money? Isn't that the story on Leno that he never used the Tonight Show money and he just used the money from corporate gigs to pay his bills all those years? I guess so. Yeah, I heard that like you, he's a miser with money. And so right. And the only thing he's ever really spent his money on is classic cars. That's it. That's it. He loves the the classic cars, the hangar and the cars. That's his thing. Yeah. And hookers. Does he still do the kind com- hookers? Does he still do the comedy on the weekends? Is he still doing? Yeah, that? I've He's- seen. Yeah, I've seen his name up um, at the boy. What is that comedy store? The the one left there um, in, in Burbank. Burbank. It's funny you bring that up because I I'm on their email. Flappers, list. flappers, Clap- flappers. Yeah, not clappers, flappers, flappers. So I'm on their email list because I went to see a show there years ago and they just never took me off the email because they keep thinking I'm going to come back and I never <laughs> check their emails. So I, st- I go on, the I check the email and usually the comedians I've never heard of. I, I don't know many comedians these days. I know the old comedians, but they're all dead now. And it says Kevin Hart is performing at Flappers in Burbank. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, you remember, Ben, I went and saw him there. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so I, anyway, so I, I saw this, I was like, Oh man, I better, I was yeah. going to surprise my, uh, my wife. She loves comedy and she want to get out of the house and go. So I went and by the time I got the email completely sold out every show yeah. completely See, this, sold out. This was pre COVID and I got lucky because it sold out so fast. Like what you're talking about that they added a second show and I got a pair of tickets for the second show. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they, they, they looked like they had already done multiple shows each day and it was all booked up and all that, which is a bummer. But, uh, you know, it's good for everyone that got tickets. And I guess I got to pay closer attention there. Yeah. So if anybody knows, by the anybody listening to this podcast, we have very powerful people, Danny. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure you'd like to go too, right? With your uh, lovely, uh, lovely woman there. And I uh, would like to take my woman. So if anybody knows anybody over there, you know, uh, contact us and uh, maybe we can. They could become a new sponsor. Yeah. By the way, I will pay for the tickets. I'm not asking for it. Now, if you want to give me free tickets, I wouldn't say no to that. But if you want me to pay, I will. Yeah. Unless they're a new sponsor, then they'll owe you tickets. That's true. That is true. No, but I am willing to a reasonable amount, Danny. I'm not going to get crazy here, but a reasonable amount. I would I would very much like to go see uh, Kevin Hart. So, I mean, I'm a fan of his. I didn't realize he was back and I haven't been to a comedy club in forever. I'm actually we we've had some comedians. We should get some comedians. We should get uh, Jay Moore. We used to work with Yeah, Jay on at some point here and and schmooze uh, with with Jay. The thing about comedians is they're really busy and a lot of them have addictions. So it's hard to work around their busy schedule. There's a lot of stress to produce. And if you don't produce, you don't have comedy and you better be funny. And if you're not funny, then you're done and you're okay. traveling a lot. And uh, yeah, it's a bad combination of things, right? Not, not good. A lot of vices, a lot of vices. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. 
Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So... Now we mentioned we're moving to a new radio building, and you actually have a you were at a big radio event, radio party, this past week, right? You got to fill me in on that here. Give me the inside skinny on this day. Yeah, so iHeart occasionally will send us emails, and this is where you Ben got to check your company emails sometimes. Never check the company email, Ben. Yeah, you don't. We've covered that, and this yeah. is one of the areas where you probably should. Uh, be on high alert and look out because we'll occasionally get like an Alicia Keys email, which came into our inbox last week saying a row of Alicia Keys tickets available. Click on this link to get your name into the employee drawing. Oh, whatever iHeart is up to in Southern California, they will get some tickets and then they'll distribute them among the uh, workers at premier networks where we, yeah, yeah. yeah, So, Coast FM, Coast 103.5 FM in L.A., every year except last year because of COVID, for a long time has done a Christmas night inside California Adventure Park. And at 8 p.m., they kick the general public out of there, and it is a private party for just iHeart and Coast winners. Oh, man, that's wonderful. Yeah. Last Wednesday, I got to go take my tenderoni, and it was pretty cool. Um, You know, yeah, the weather was still nice because the rainstorm hadn't come in yet or the sprinkle storm, whatever you want to call it. And uh, (laughs) the the spit storm, it spits on you for a little bit, but not that much. (laughs) I got it all over me. We ran around the park and it was really packed until 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. I don't know how they do it, Ben, but they got all the general public out of there. In fact, we were sitting down at one of the little food spots there. And one of their Disney spies came up to us and was like, let me see those wristbands. Oh, yeah. And he was doing that to every table and every person he saw. Yeah. My girl was like, well, what if we didn't have wristbands on? Was he going to escort us out? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I think so. They'd take Goofy and Donald Duck would actually kick your ass. They'd beat you up in the back. It's like the old mob in Vegas. If you if you won money, they'd take you back door and uh, kick your ass. And yeah. (laughs) That's great. That, that's the Disney uh, version of Casino. Um, LNK, don't play around, Ben. And yeah. In fact, they do a DJ parade uh, where they have floats with the Disney characters and all of the coast DJs wave. They do that princess wave. Oh, okay. Where the yeah. hand goes back and forth. The only thing about theme parks, I love, I love a good theme park. Uh-huh. But I wanted to ask you because I had a Vietnam flashback when I was inside. California Adventure Park, because I got to go to a radio day that they had inside Magic Mountain. This was years ago. I'm on this Batman the Ride, 
And if you don't know anything about that ride, it locks you in from the top, but your feet are free. Your legs are dangling and your balls. Everything, the moneymaker, the whole thing, the tallywhacker, the twig and berries, everything's out there. Yes. Now, the problem is when this ride finished, it stopped short of the, you know, where it parks. Did you hear that noise? Did you hear that? Because that's a bad sign when you're on a roller coaster and it's. What I what I heard were fellow media members saying, what the fuck is going on right now? Because, Ben, that thing has you in tight. You know, it clamps on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. It feels like a giant is pinching your chest. Wrong. <laughs> that's that's terrible. This Ben was the closest brush with death in my early 20s. Thank God I wasn't the age I am now because I would have had a heart attack if that happened right now. We were probably 100 yards away from where we were supposed to be. The ride breaks down with all of us on it. And there's no end in sight. You don't know how long you're going to just be sitting there. For sure. That's horrible. We were hanging for 20 minutes. In those 20 minutes, I did every trick. You know, they tell you the same thing like when you're in the dentist chair or you're having a bad run at the doctor where you're supposed to think about a tropical island. Uh, Control your breathing and think of one of the best memories of your life or uh, a vacation that you loved or something like that. Holy crap, Ben, I was channeling the Hawaiian islands. I was trying to control my breathing because, I mean, it would be really easy to pass out in a situation like that. Yeah, yeah, that's horrible. I, I, that happens every once. I remember Knott's Berry Farm. Didn't that happen when people were like 300 feet up in the yeah. air and they were stuck there? And they It's happened at, yeah, it's happened at a lot of the amusement yeah. parks, unfortunately, because, you know, hey, it's mechanical. So sometimes it breaks down. And if you are one of the schmucks stuck in the ride when it breaks down, a lot of people can't handle being stuck for a long period of time like that. Yeah, that's terrible. I was going to ask you if that ever happened to you, but I would imagine that you have a hard time fitting on most of the roller coasters. That is a low blow. How dare you? It's all fake news. It's phony stuff. It is phony. It didn't happen. Well, I don't know. It has happened, but I occasionally... Uh, I know I don't fit on Space Mountain anymore. My either the legs are too long or I'm too wide uh, on a lot of the rides. So like Splash Mountain, I got no problem with at Disneyland. But nobody, nobody I'm with ever wants to go on it because you get soaking wet. So they're like, I don't want any part of that, you know. And I'm every time I look at Splash Mountain, I'm like, Woo-hoo! yeah, that's exciting. Let's do that. And it's fun. And uh, nobody wants to do it because they're like, no, we're gonna get wet. Either it's nighttime and they don't want to get cold. Or it's during the day, but they don't want to do it because there's a long line. There's always something. It's always something. So, Well, shouts out to iHeart and Coast for a great event. And uh, I did get to take the Tinderoni on her favorite ride, which is Guardians of the Galaxy. The only thing better than going to Disneyland is going to Disneyland and not having to buy the tickets. That's the only only thing better uh, than, than Disneyland. So I, I also I have Peekaboo. Uh, which just happened uh, not that long ago before we were recording the podcast. So I, I get done with the radio show and I rain, I check my email for something else and I stumble across this email and somebody that I knew that I've done some work with wanted me to follow them on LinkedIn. I never go on LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn page. I very rarely go on. Uh, But I was like, I was like, it takes two seconds. This guy wants me to 
follow them or whatever on LinkedIn. So I'm fine. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't check it. You know, usually when you have a job, you don't check. If you need a job, you go on there, you're, you're networking, trying to get people to whatever, to help you out. So, uh, so I go on there and I, I click on it. And then all these messages that I hadn't checked popped up like, boom, 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 like a ton of them. <laughs> much to my surprise. I get a message. One of the messages is from a publicist. I've never heard of this person. I don't know how this person found me. I guess they were searching through LinkedIn and my name came up. And this guy sends me a note, Danny, and uh, he, he's got his elevator pitch. Right? And now I get these from time to time. I, I don't usually pay any attention to them because most of them are people I don't want to talk to. So 99% of the time, I just ignore these things. But for some reason, this one caught my attention. It was a peekaboo moment. So I, I read this, and this random guy is like, hey, uh, you know, I represent so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I wanted to see if uh, you had any interest in Alan Iverson, uh, you know, like talking to Iverson or whatever. So like, oh, crap. I mean, that's that's the answer. That's an NBA, uh, big time NBA guy back in the day. Uh, yeah. Why not for a podcast? Uh, sure. 76ers legend and all that. So practice, not a game. We talking about practice. Yeah. That and he's just like Jay Leno. He saved all his money. Unless he didn't. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so Iris is like, oh, yeah. So, of course, I see this. My I, I get bug eyed. I'm like, oh, boy, this is big. You know, this is a big deal. So I immediately write back, say, yes, 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 yes. Unfortunately, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Uh, turns out, Danny, that that email, a message on LinkedIn was sent a month ago. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. So I, I wrote back. I said, listen, I missed this uh, bad job by me. Uh, he was also Iverson was promoting some NFT non fungible token. Uh, OK, so you're I'll, dead to them now because you didn't reply right away. Well, I'm also I've also taken cheap shots at non fungible tokens, but I will I will uh, swallow my pride if yeah. Iverson pops up on the podcast. So I wrote back and uh, I, you know I'll see what if they get back to me or not. I, I don't expect to get Alan Iverson on the podcast, but. So my new strategy, I get a lot of these emails say, will you promote so-and-so? And my response is, yeah, I do this podcast. If so-and-so will come on, I would be very happy to promote. Uh, I will whore myself out for your product to get good podcast numbers. And so that's my that's my new thing. And so we'll, we'll see. And usually I get, well, we'll see if so-and-so is doing interviews. That's normally how that goes. That's normally how that goes. Mm -hmm. So. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There is that. Uh, we, we do have a little time. I want to do a couple of uh, let's get scientifical. This is Danny. We, we used to do this on the podcast back in the day. And I, I will look at a study and we will determine in honor of one of my favorite TV shows, Penn and Teller's bullshit on Showtime years ago. We will I will give the, the basic tenets of the study and we will decide whether we think that's uh, that's a good idea or bullshit. Okay. Uh, whether we agree with that or not, uh, there's a headline here that golf is more effective therapy for people with Parkinson's disease than Tai Chi. That uh, golf is the way to go. Uh, they claim. Uh, do we think this? There's something to this, or this is bullshit? I don't know bullshit. a lot. Of, you think bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, I played golf, and I would think that would be very frustrating for someone. Uh, with Parkinson's, but yeah. uh, they, they claim golf is popular for most. It's the most popular sport for people over the age of 55, which is because when you retire, the cliche is you go golf, right? That's yeah. I think this study was led by a doctor who has Parkinson's who is on a golf course right now. Yeah. That lives on a golf course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the, the study said we decided to compare golf to Tai Chi in our study because Tai Chi is the gold standard for balance and preventing falls in people with Parkinson's Parkinson's. And they discovered that people who practice their golf swing at a driving range were quicker and more mobile at the end of the study. Interesting. It says that 86% of golfers said they were more likely to continue with the activity compared to 33% of, of people that practice a Tai Chi. So this comes out of uh, Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. Uh, so uh, according to what I've got here in front of me, I'm a doctor. There you go. I'm a little skeptical of that one. 
but it ain't, uh, it ain't mine. It ain't my, uh, my study. Uh, here's one related to these face masks that so many people are still wearing these days and go out. Uh, and it says face masks, not only uncomfortable for many people, but also some also argue they interfere with our ability to communicate with others. I think that's fair. A lot of people communicate. You see the, the signs with your mouth and your nose yeah. and your eye. I think that's a fair point. Uh, and an international team says they wit- that, that when witnesses wear face masks, it makes it easier for people watching the testimony to pick out the lies in their statements. Because they can tell in the eyes? Uh, it says a, prof- a professor from the University of Portsmouth. Uh, this comes out of New York. Uh, and they say that during the pandemic here, they've, it's been impacting juries' uh, lie detecting skills that these changes, people include wearing face masks, blah, 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 blah. And it said, despite conventional wisdom, it says here, uh, would, would lead many to think face masks block out the facial expressions that give away lies. This study claims that's the exact opposite, that it, it's not that that way, that, uh, you know, so in some ways it is actually easier. The jurors are able to yeah. clearly hear the defendant. Yeah. And their speech is not muffled by the mask. There is no reason for concern. They say, so I guess they pay closer attention when. Yeah, I buy that because we pay attention now to people's facial expressions, even though there's a mask, because we have to, you know, before we kind of took it for granted that we, we didn't have any obstruction there. Yeah. We, how often did you really pay attention to somebody's facial expressions? I don't know. I still I go to the store and everyone's wearing a mask. I feel like I'm in a Twilight Zone episode still. I, I look around. And, Why is everyone doing this? What are the we- one dumb thing is how we smile at each other with a mask on. Oh, no, that's the one good thing. I don't have to smile. <laughs> yeah. now I, don't, I don't even have to pretend like I like the other people. I can walk <laughs> to the store, not smile at all. And there's and you don't know whether I'm smiling or not because I'm wearing a mask. The creepiest uh, thing are those clear masks. At the school district, there's a lady who wears a clear mask and it it makes objects appear larger than they really are. So she's got these big teeth underneath uh, the clear mask. It's creepy. It's like a freak show. Yeah, I'm like, I would rather you wear the black medical mask, please. Last science, uh, let's get scientifical story here. Uh, Fountain of Youth Pill. Big headline here shows the ability to dramatically increase longevity in mice. Well, that's exciting as we get wow. older, Andy, to think we could take a pill. Uh, the anti-aging treatments researchers say a, a pill they've come up with to fight aging and improve longevity could be on the horizon. Scientists found the treatment dramatically extended the lifespan of mice. And this comes out of Shanghai, China. And they said that injecting elderly rodents with a grape seed extract increased the remaining time by more than 60%. It also boosted overall lifespan by 9%. That is the equivalent, they claim, in human beings of living an extra decade. That'd be pretty wow. cool. An extra 10 years. I'm liking this one, Ben. I think this is real. And it's not just because I would love to be podcasting when I'm 105 years old. <laughs> who knows what podcast will be like then but you could just be on your mic and be like i'm 105 bitches 
yeah, once Facebook gets done, what are they coming up with there? They're changing it. It's no longer going to be Facebook. It's going to be some weird uh, dimensional thing. I forget the name of it, but uh, at that particular point, we won't even have to go anywhere. We'll just in our sleep. We don't have to wake up, and then all of a sudden we can start uh, start doing the podcast, right? No. <laughs> I'm in danger. Yeah, no, I'm doing the podcast. That's what I'm doing. So anyway, all right, uh, we will get out of here. Danny, uh, good job today. Anything to promote? Anything you want? Any gigs coming up? Any comedy gigs? Anything at all? Uh, no? No, nothing like that. But, you know, um, that last story you were talking about, I, I was going to say, that I will add that grapeseed extract into my M drive milkshake. Yes. Yes. Very important. Very important. Yeah. Uh, Support yeah. the sponsors. You know, Ben, I've been listening back to the podcast to make sure everything's smooth mm. with uh, all of the platforming and everything we do with the podcast. When you hear the sponsors that are supporting Ben Maller, support them back. That's right. You know, you scratch my back. I scratch your back. Yep. Let's get it. Free content. And, we want more advertisers and then everything, everyone's happy and uh, everyone celebrates and uh, oh, yeah. a wonderful thing. And then I could even afford a $10 locker at Disneyland. Yeah, well, don't get carried away here. Don't, uh, don't get carried away out there. Anyway, have a great rest of your Saturday. We'll be back, 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 back on Sunday with the mail bag. Lots of good questions this week. And we'll get to that then. Have a great day. Later skater. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.